Welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. And I'd like to thank all my listeners for choosing to tune in today. And um, this is going to be a little bit of a different show than you're used to. Um, Normally I interview people and um, get their views on politics and talk about their careers and etc. But today um, I'd like to just do an analysis um, of the 2022 midterm elections um, and my feelings about what had occurred. Uh, Talk about Donald Trump throwing his hat into the ring again for the third time to run for president and some prognostications, if you want to use that term, um, about the 2024 presidential election. But before I even do that, um, the reason I haven't had a show uh, online for a while is I had a health issue recently, and I'm dealing with that. Um, About 13 years ago, I had uh, come down with uh, prostate cancer and... um, I had my prostate removed in 2009, and it seems it has resurfaced. But the doctor says it's localized, and I'm hoping that after I get eight weeks of radiation every day and um, hormone therapy and uh, taking pills and there's a lot of things I'm doing, um, it should go into remission so your thoughts and prayers or however you send positive energy would be really appreciated because it's kind of scary. You know, the word cancer and, you know, it gives you a, um, um, makes you step back a bit and think about your life. So, um, and for those out there um, that are fighting the battle, I'm with you and uh, I'm thinking of you and sending positive energy and praying for you. So let's go back into politics again. And I'd like to start with the Minnesota elections. If you look at the Minnesota map, it's kind of deceiving because the whole map looks red, you know, Republican. And there's a little dot of blue in the Twin Cities area. Well, that's where all the people live. So if you're not uh, originally from Minnesota and you don't know that, that's why um, we tend to, uh, the DFL tends to win uh, statewide elections for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's going to be years like uh, when we had Palenti as governor where that wasn't so. But uh, for the most part, it um, is a blue state. Um, I just want to go through some of the House races in Minnesota and my views of them. Well, Minnesota won Brad Finstad. Got 53.9% of the vote. Now, all of these are with 99% reporting, so they're basically, you know, done. They're all called. And um, he's a Republican. And uh, that was that was the closest one, I think, that we could have uh, flipped, but it didn't go that way for us. And then Minnesota 2, Angie Craig, uh, DFLR, she eked out a win. Uh, and uh, she got 51% of the vote. Minnesota 3, Dean Phillips um, 
did very well. He got 59.6% of the vote. He is also a DFLR. Betty McCollum, she um, did very, very, very well. She got 67.7% of the vote. She's a DFLR. Uh, Ilhan Omar, also a DFLR. She did probably the best of all the blue uh, people in the state, 99% of the uh, results reported. She got 75.2%. Tom Emmer, uh, a Republican, 62.1%. That was predicted. Michelle Fishback, Fishbach, some people say, 67%. Um, she's a, a Republican, and Pete Stauber. That one is the sad one, the Pete Stauber district. That used to be um, reliably blue. Um, that was Nolan's district. But now he, Nolan left, and Pete Stauber took over, and he won with 57.2% of the vote. So that's the results of the House in Minnesota. As you know, Governor Walls uh, won... Uh, the governorship in Minnesota by a lot. And um, he will be our governor again. Thank goodness. And um, we also got uh, Keith Ellison back into office, DFLer. And um, we did very well. We won all the major statewide elections. So I just wanted to update people that haven't been you know, paying attention very much to the results of the Minnesota elections. Uh, now, uh, let's go to the uh, national elections. Um, the Senate was taken over by the um, uh, Democrats. Um, well, we had the Senate, but it was really not this. We didn't really have it, but we had it. You know, it's 50-50. But we have a chance of picking up 51 seats because right now we have 50 and the Warnock-Herschel um, Walker race is a runoff uh, first week of December. And that will determine how many seats in the Senate um, Democrats and Republicans will hold. And I think, you know, since it's already uh, – the Democrats already control the Senate. This is my opinion anyway. Um I think the Republicans in Georgia don't have the fire in the belly to go out and vote um, like they did before. Like if this was a um, 49-49 kind of deal or, or, you know, where one more seat would have given them the win, I think, or tied it or whatever. Not tied it, but gave them the win. I think that would have, you know, uh, motivated a lot of Republican voters in Georgia to come out and vote for Herschel Walker. But I think Raphael Warnock, first of all, he's an amazing candidate. I mean, this is a reverend who's going against a man who put a gun to his ex-girlfriend's head, who forced her to have two abortions, but she only had one. But he det- he he's claiming he never, uh, um, <laughs> he never paid for an abortion for her or forced her to have an abortion. Meantime, she's got the receipts – <laughs> to, to prove it. So he's just an out-and-out liar. So I think that race is going to be really good for us, in my opinion. So I, if if my prediction is correct, we should pick up that seat and have 51 seats. And then uh, Kamala Harris won't have to um, run up to the Capitol for every vote. <laughs> 
she'll, she'll have a little break there. As far as the Senate seats that uh, were really close, um, we did very well, I think. Um, there were two seats, three seats, uh, that went to the Republicans that uh, were very close, and I was very, very surprised by that, especially with the results of the, you know, the national results, how those three states tilted Republican you had Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, our neighbor, you know, to the east, and he got fifty point five percent of the vote against Mandela Barnes, and and I'm very upset about that because first of all, Ron Johnson claims the FBI is out to get him. He wasn't part of the insurrection, and he wasn't this and that. Meantime, the man is lying through his teeth. I think he also put out commercials that were racist, in my opinion, um, showing Mandela Barnes as a, uh, uh, you know, pro-criminal and, you know, he's going to let everybody out and everybody's going to be, you know, the the Republicans are very good at scaring you and Democrats don't fall for the the scary stuff, you know, the um, Halloween, you know, uh, boo, you know, kind of thing. I'm just kind of over that. And I'm still surprised that after all these years of Republican scare tactics, you know, the Willie Horton ads during, you know, the Bush um, campaign, et cetera, except down the line, they've always used that tactic. Crime, you know, and the, the Democrats are going to uh, let the criminals come and kill your children and all this. It's just awful. It's just really awful. So Ron Johnson should be ashamed of himself, in my personal opinion. Mandela Barnes was an amazing candidate, and um, I'm disappointed in Wisconsin. It's just my opinion. Um, J.D. Vance, well, Ohio is a red state now. Let's just, you know, it, it joins um, Florida. Now, remember, I, back in the day when I was growing up, Ohio and Florida were always swing states, no, no longer. Now we have Arizona and Georgia as the new swing states. That's what's really happening now um so you can say goodbye to ohio 53.3 uh, percent a trump-backed candidate jd vance um i think paul ryan was an amazing candidate i i don't understand how they could have uh, voted for jd vance um but i liked when he um he was talking about uh, fiscal issues um paul ryan was and he was, you know, trying to, you know, get the pocketbook, pocketbook issues on the table and have people um, try to understand that the Democrats are for the working class people. And unfortunately, the state went so far to the right that it's just it didn't absorb. It went very tribal. And J.D. won that one. And the last one was Ted Budd of North Carolina. He won Again, a squeaker, 50.7% of the vote. Um, and um, he was also a candidate who, um, I think because um, his running, uh, his opponent was an African-American woman, again, that has a lot to do with the scare tactics that they put forward. So all of this stuff, 
um, it just upset me as far as um, the, those three uh, races were concerned. But the good news is Mark Kelly in Arizona got 51.4%. Catherine Cortez Masto eked out a win, uh, 48.9% against Adam Laxalt. Maggie Hassan beat that Trump-backed candidate in New Hampshire, 53.6%. That was a very happy moment for me. But, but the, the, the most joy I got uh, uh, as far as the Senate goes was John Fetterman um, winning in Pennsylvania, 51.1% of the vote. Now, here's a man who um, had a stroke right after he uh, won his um, primary seat, uh, pri- primary election, and people were um, scared. They thought he was going to, you know, not make it, and you know, sending their prayers out to him. And here you have Oz, who is a doctor, um, mocking a a man who is recovering or who survived a stroke. And, you know, John Fetterman has trouble um, as far as enunciating and, and processing words sometimes, but his knowledge is there, his brain is there, he still knows what's going on, um, and it'll, he'll only, his doctors say he's going to make a full recovery. So I am very happy um, for John Fetterman that he was able to come back and win his election, um, and when he made his uh, acceptance speech, uh, I had a little tear in my eye because here is a man who fought back. I love the guy. I love the underdog. I love the guy that fights back, and he was one of those people. Um, so, um, so that's how we got a fifty forty nine Senate up to this point. And again, the Raphael Warnock versus Herschel Walker um, race is still up for grabs. Now, as far as the House is concerned, uh, just yesterday the um, news outlets called the House for the Republicans, and we knew that was going to happen the way that everything was redistricted. And I'm disappointed in my home state of New York. Those four blue uh, counties, districts, uh, went red this time. And again, it had to do with racism, in my opinion, because it's crime. The Democrats are going to let out all these criminals, and they're going to kill your children. This is ridiculous. And they're not doing anything for their pocketbook issues. They're not going to do a blessed thing. All they do is lower taxes for rich people. That is the Republican uh, platform. If you really want me to summarize the Republican platform— it's one thing and one thing only. <laughs> it's cut taxes for the rich and for big corporations. That is it. And the fact that they picked up those four seats, I think that's probably – we probably could have kept the House if we didn't lose those four seats. So I'm disappointed. And um, Sean Patrick Maloney, who um, was a uh, Democratic – party leader uh, you know, de- uh, on the Democrat side, he lost his seat. Um, a very amazing man. Um, he is a gay man, married, has African-American, adopted African-American children. Um, he's 
ideal in his community. He's a, a great person. Um, always helped the um, people who were fighting for their rights. And he lost his seat because of fear. You know, again, it's that fear. We're going to get you. These these people are coming out of jail to kill your children and to kill you. And it's you can't walk the streets and blah, 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 blah. And so crime is going to mir- miraculously disappear if you vote for Republicans. I mean, I, I guess that's what the message is. I don't know. But it's bizarre. So... Um, that's the situation. So at this point, I think it's 218 seats to 211 seats. So the Republicans have 218. The Dems have um, 211. And my my girl, Katie Porter, is winning her seat, uh, her uh, uh, campaign, her election uh, in California. Um, uh, she's famous for the whiteboard and, you know, putting those CEOs uh, uh, in their place. For, for lying, you know, and um, she's great. I, she's my favorite House member for some reason. I just think she's amazing. I mean, she um, she lays it on the line in simple terms with that little whiteboard with her little magic marker, and she shows this is how much this is, and she'll she'll enumerate everything for you so that you can't lie, you know. She puts the facts on the on the table. I love her. Um, she's probably going to win. She her race hasn't been called yet, so let's keep an eye out for Katie Porter's race and let's keep rooting for her. Hopefully, she'll win her seat back. Um, so that was pretty much what happened. Um, we held the Senate, we lost the House, and obviously, we still have President Biden. So that was the 2022 election. Um, now we're going to have the uh, what we call the lame duck session, which is the period between uh, the, the current Congress and the next one. And there's a period where they could pass a lot of stuff. Well, the Senate just recently, um, with I think it was 12 Republicans, uh, passed the Respect for Marriage Act. Now, as an LGBT person, a gay man who's married, I am thrilled to pieces over this. Um, I can't I can't believe that they got 12 people on the Republican side to do it. But I'm going to be uh, equal opportunity praiser. Thank you for those 12 Republicans um, who have some sort of a soul and were able to not put their party first. They put the American LGBT community first. So thank you for those 12 Republicans. And um, and this will codify marriage because, as you know, when the Supreme Court uh, came down against Roe and um, the Dobbs decision, um, Clarence Thomas wrote in his opinion that we're coming for you next, gay people. I mean, he literally wrote that. Read his opinion if you don't believe me. Um, so and birth control and other things he he said were on the chopping block. So when you codify a law, the Supreme Court can, can't simply overturn it. It's just not possible. So thank you to those 12 Republicans and all the Democrats. So that's why as an LGBT person, uh, I vote consistently Democrat until the Republicans start helping working class people and uh, st- uh, and they stop attacking people for their race, religion, uh, or lack thereof, 
um, for their uh, sexual orientation, for whatever. You know, judge people by the character, as Martin Luther King once famously said. Stop looking at people's color, their their sexual orientation, their religion, or lack thereof, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just look at the person, you know, and thank you for um, passing that uh, bill. And, and hopefully, well, not hopefully, the president's going to sign it. I mean, there's no doubt about it in my mind. So it's going to be in, uh, embedded in law. So I am so happy about that. So uh, we have a lot to look forward to as far as um, um, having our marriages protected in this country. Whatever your marriage is, whether you're a, a, a person of color married a white person and, or a person of two different religions are marrying each other, whatever the case may be, you, your marriage will be protected. So you can thank the, Republic, uh, the 12 Republicans and all of the Democrats for that. So that's something that's going to be passed in the um, lame duck. And... Um, Possibly, you know, uh, through reconciliation, they can do, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, pass some economic things, uh, you know, get the country back on track. Um, but I can't predict what they're going to do. Um, I just know that they already passed this Respect for Marriage Act. So, but the other things, we'll just have to stay tuned for. Um, uh, but budget reconciliation is, you know, still there. The, again, the Senate is still controlled by the um, Democrats, and the House is still controlled by the Democrats. So, uh, in this lame duck period, they should, they bet, had better get some uh, legislation, important legislation passed, like the Respect for Marriage Act. So uh, now. Uh, well, as of yesterday, I think it was, uh, the ex-president, disgraced, twice impeached uh, Voldemort, was able to um, try to escape his three uh, in, uh, three um, trials. He, you know, he's he's you know, uh, um, they have court cases against him in New York and in Georgia and. Uh, uh, the uh, um, federal one, um, as far as the top secret documents. So he's got three, and, and who knows what other ones? I mean, oh, there's actually yeah, there's a rape case, a couple of rape cases um, against him. But he feels if he he announces that he's running for president, this will exonerate him. They can't, they won't do it to me now. I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, the Teflon Don, you know. And I am so upset about this. I think the Attorney General Merrick Garland has to do something. You can't let anyone do the things that that man did without some sort of punishment. Because you know, you leave if you leave that door open, any president in the future will say, "Hey, you know, Trump got away with it, so I'm going to do it too." You know. Uh, say the election was stolen, send people to the Capitol, uh, destroy the Capitol, tried to kill Mike Pence, 
um, hang him. They had they had a gallows out in the front. I mean, I could just go on and on about. And then the uh, corruption in New York with his business. Um, and then the the trial in um, the the case, excuse me, in in Georgia where he calls up. Raffensperger, who was the Secretary of State, and says, can you find me? And just one vote over the amount of votes he needs to win, because he was down like 11,000 votes of some sort. And I am, I think that alone, I mean, they have him on tape trying to steal the election, and he's still walking around and running for president. I don't know if you're upset about it, but I sure am. And I'm telling you, if Obama or any other president on the Democratic side had done what this man has done, even the top secret documents, I mean, if you or I had stole uh, top secret documents, we wouldn't even have it, you know, it'd be boom, 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 you're in jail. You know, it wouldn't even take five minutes. Um, it's, It's just exasperating, exasperating. So, um that's something that we need to uh, look look at in the future. And now that he's running, um, will that keep him from being, uh, uh, you know, having having to go to you know go to trial or uh, indicted? Because you know, if you if you're running for president, it looks like a political hit job. You know, to, if you're a Republican, that's what you'd say. But again, you know, if you commit a crime, you do the time. You know, that's the way I was brought up. So so keep an eye on that as well. Also, you know, um, in Florida, Ron DeSanctimonious, who uh, actually that, that's not my name for him, Ron DeSantis. That was uh, Trump's name for Ron DeSantis. He is starting to feel the heat under his collar. Um because Ron DeSantis is going to challenge Donald Trump. Trust me on this, because Americans like a winner. Trump's a loser, three-time loser, in 218, in 220, and now in 222. And boy, um, he doesn't like to lose Trump. So he's going to do whatever he can to get uh, under um, Ron DeSantis's, uh, uh, you know, try to get him upset and try to bully him around because that's what he's good at. Um, so that should be interesting. It'll be like you know a cage match <laughs> between the two, uh, one more Trumpier than the other, you know. But don't, don't you know, excuse um, DeSantis. Uh, because you know he was the one that created that "Don't Say Gay" bill and arrested African American people who had tried to vote, even though they were given the permission to vote with ballots. So uh, this man is, and and amongst many other things, you know, the thing also I forgot to mention was that he is sending people on buses um, to sanctuary cities. What I mean by people, because I call them people, nobody's illegal. Um, people who have uh, been granted asylum and are waiting their, their hearings in the United States, they're being sent to um, sanctuary cities by Ron DeSantis. He's paying using tax dollars to put them on buses and send them. And these people think they're going 
you know, somewhere specific, and it turns out they're not, and they don't even know where they are, and it's very scary for them. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, if you have a, if you want the asylum laws changed, Mr. DeSantis, maybe you should mention that to to, to the Republican Congress. You know, it's it's it, it, it's law that you any person who feels persecuted in their own native country and who goes to a port of entry and says, I am seeking asylum, that person must be heard. That's the law. If if you don't like that, Mr. DeSantis, maybe you need to speak to your people on the on the Republican side and maybe mention that to them. Maybe because you know <laughs> it, it, it's the law. And the only reason that Trump, as they said, you know, Trump was keeping keeping the illegals from coming over the border. He built the wall and all this. Well, he, the, during COVID, there was a, a law that said you, you you know you can't come in the United States because of COVID. They wanted to keep the borders closed because of a pandemic. So that was why Trump was able to uh, uh, say that he he kept people out. So they had to stay in their own countries and uh, uh, and await. Uh, until they, the border was open to come into the United States again. So when, when the pandemic started, you know, uh, dissipating, that's when um, President Biden uh, lifted that ban on asylum seekers. And that's why people started rushing to the border. It's common sense, people. You know, come on. Anyway, so um, don't don't give... Um, Ron DeSantis a pass. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not, um, you know, baby Jesus or anything. So um, now as far as the 2024 election is concerned, that's um, uh, a big thing for me. I'm, I'm wondering what the future holds for the Democratic Party and will the Republicans be dumb enough to elect to nominate, excuse me, during the primaries, Donald Trump. That those are the two variables that I'm looking at. Um, now I'm going to say something. Maybe it's a little controversial, but hey, you know, I, I have a right to my opinion. I love Joe Biden. Don't get me wrong. I think he's an amazing president. He's. I mean, look, he passed the Chips Act. He passed. Uh, uh, gun legislation that hasn't been passed in decades. He's passed um, the uh, burn pits uh, bill uh, for veterans and for the military. Um, and he's very good with the military and the veterans. Um, he passed the uh, um, the COVID legislation to help people through this through the pandemic. He got shots into arms. He. Uh, um, lowered prescription drug costs, insulin prices are going to be capped. You can't; they can't gouge you anymore. I mean, I could just go on, but you know what? The American people did vote for those things because we held the Senate. We we and the, and they only won the House by like right now. Like I said, it's two eighteen to two eleven seven seat difference. Um, I think there's six seats left, so it could either go as high as. They can get 224, or uh, uh, um, we could get 
217, which is one seat below. But I don't think that'll happen. It may be a few seats. But again, look at New York. They, that was what really, in my my mind, it was, blows my mind that four very blue districts turned red because of racism. That's what it was. Scare tactics. Oh, they're going to get you, you know. So, um, but as far as the uh, 2024 election is concerned, it's going to really depend on what Donald Trump does. If he wins, I think maybe Biden will run again because he already beat him and he knows that would be a safe bet. But if Ron DeSanctimonious wins, I used to call him Ron DeSatan, but Ron DeSantis wins, then there's a different dynamic there. Um, Then the Democrats have a deep bench that they can pull from. Um, There's a lot of people. I can name, you know, uh, obviously Pete Buttigieg. Um, There is Governor Whitmer from Michigan, uh, Amy Klobuchar from our state of Minnesota. Um, There is Cory Booker from New Jersey. And then there's other people that could be business people that we don't know about that would jump in. Um, So it's a wide open field of people that can jump in. And um, and I think, in my opinion, Ron DeSantis is way too connected to Donald Trump. Even though he's going to be running against him in the primary, he's trump light, And I think people are just so freaking tired of the vitriol and the bullying and the, you know, attacking... Um, uh, 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 trans people and gay people and black people and uh, you name it, Latinos coming across the border, um, demonizing them. I just think we need to move on from this whole Trump, Trumpy kind of thing, you know, and concentrate more on fiscal issues, you know, health care for people, um, making prices affordable for people, for for drugs and for food and for gasoline and things like that. And the president's trying to do that. I mean, he's actually, you know, going into the uh, uh, the, the preserves where they 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 they've held the strategic uh, oil reserves. I guess they're called. Um, uh, and he's starting to, you know, take oil from from the, uh, fuel from that uh, 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 location. And uh, because he wants the prices to be low for us, you know, and uh, OPEC is, you know, personally, in my opinion, they don't like President Biden at all. And um, they thought if they, you know, jack up the prices and not, you know, pump, uh, you know, drill for any more oil, he could they could jack the prices up and Biden would suffer in the long run. Well, the only thing that happened negatively was that the House flipped and that was obviously not good but um they're going to shoot themselves in the foot mccarthy's probably going to be the um even though he doesn't have the votes right now to be speaker of the house he's going to shoot himself in the foot he's going to listen to his wackos on the right you know marjorie taylor and uh lauren bobert who's barely winning her her seat back and um they're going to want to impeach the president impeach mayorkas 
um, peach, this one, peach, that one, uh, you know, put uh, Dr. Fauci on trial. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to do a lot of things um, to, uh, you know, make their base happy, but nothing to help you on, you know, with your pocketbook issues or, you know, financial woes. They're not going to do a blessed thing. So it's going to be a horse and pony show. Uh, is it dog and pony show or horse and pony? Dog and pony show. I don't know. I don't remember the term. Anyway, but, um, well, that's my opinion. So um, we'll see what happens. It's going to all depend on what happens in the Republican primary. If DeSantis wins or if Trump wins or if, you know, um, don't forget Mike Pence. You know, he was on TV last night on CNN. He had a town hall and he's wrote a book and he's, you know, he's trying to walk a you know, fine line between not upsetting the Trump, Trumpy side of his party and uh, also trying to pull in some votes for the people that believe in democracy, which he did believe in democracy, and I give him the credit for that. But he's too much of a wimp to be president. He he needed to. Somebody's trying to kill you and your family, and um, and you you know pray for them, and you think that you know what they did was good, and you don't have a problem with that. He even said, I think they spoke. Afterwards, after a while, and uh, everything seemed like he seemed like he was contrite about what happened. I don't know how you could be contrite about that. I mean, how you could think he could be contrite about that, excuse me. So, yeah, um, Mike Pence is, is a non-entity. And as far as Liz Cheney, they're saying she may run. She would be good on the stage just to knock Trump down a few pegs. But uh, she that, that party is not going to vote for her because again they she um she attacked their god you know donald trump you know the greater than god to some of those people um so liz cheney is a non-entity as well so so um anyway thank you again for listening to the downright upright show i hope um sorry it took this long to make this particular episode i again like i said i'm i'm going through a little bit of a health issue here i have eight weeks of radiation coming up um so wish me luck on that um and i'm getting a shot every month and i'm taking pills and you know it at first it got me a little woozy you know but um i'm i'm looking very optimistically at, 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 at my prognosis and hoping that I can get through this unscathed and go into remission. And thank you for all for your support. Um, and please listen to more episodes of the Downright Upright show in the future. I plan on trying to do them at least two or three times a month uh, again um, and talking about politics as far as the future election because this is a really important election coming up um you know i know it it sounds like a broken record that we we talk about that every election is the most important but it seems that it's true every time we have an election so you know stay tuned for um the the fireworks that are going to come uh in the future in the republican primary So thank you again for tuning in to the Downright Upright Show. Again, this is your host, uh, Philip Anthony, 
bidding you all a farewell and thank you for tuning in. Bye.